This is Jazz Stories from Jazz at Lincoln Center. I'm Alexa Lim. So the dancer Harold Stumpy Cromer earned his nickname from his vaudeville duo Stump and Stumpy, Stump being his dance partner James Cross. The pair was popular throughout the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and they combined dance with comedy, song, and, of course, fleet-footed dance moves. They performed during a time when it was difficult for African-American performers to break out, but their brilliant moves still had a great influence on other acts, including the duo of Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Cromer's worked with everyone from Frank Sinatra to Betty Grable to Duke Ellington to Dizzy Gillespie. The up-and-coming dancer, Jared Grimes, has worked with Gregory Hines, Ben Vereen, The Roots, and Mariah Carey. His inspiration comes from tap, hip-hop, and stories from his first stage, the platforms of the subway of New York City. Cromer and Grimes may be separated by nearly 60 years in age, but both are still keeping the tradition of tap alive. In this Jazz Talks discussion, moderated by Lewis Porter, the two dancers talk about their own histories with tap. to dance like that at such a young, tender age? Well, I'm from Hell's Kitchen, 27th Street between 9th and 10th Avenue. And I grew up with a lot of mixed people, Italians, Germans, Jewish people, colored people, Spanish people. And then we used to play hockey in the street, roller skate hockey. So while I was out there playing roller skate hockey, I was moving my feet around. And I liked the sound. Is that right? Yeah. And so? I started dancing, not tap dancing, roller skate dancing. Roller skating is how you and first became known. You were performing on roller skates, weren't you? That's right, at the Chelsea Theater. Is that so? Not the one on 23rd Street, but the one on 27th and 28th Street. I not see. far from Tap City's new home. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, it brings back wonderful memories. But I have to like say something about this film, folks. This gentleman, the man that, that produced this film, his name was Oscar Michaud. He was one of the first colored movie makers ever in the history of making movies. He did this set by himself. He set the camera up like they have it there now, and he'd start the camera rolling, and you'd go out and do the dance, and he'd set the scene, etc. And they hired me to do this number. I was working at the Apollo Theater. They're working. I was running errands. Was that right? Yeah. They had a lot of chorus girls there. Apollo Theater was nothing but regular shows sketches and things like that, you know, like a review. Okay. And I was one of the roller skating guys, and they'd have me roller skate to get run errands for them. And Mr. Mr. Michaud, he saw me running and up and down the steps, I was skating and making noise and tapping at the same time. Oh, wow, that's so great. how do you do that? He says, how'd you like to make some money, boy? I said, I'd love to do that. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, so he says, why don't you uh, get your, your piano playing? I got Levi, Levi. And so we took the ferry. There's a ferry over there on 125th Street. It goes across the Hudson River. Okay. So I went over there and I did this number. It was about 1936 or 37. Okay. And I think I got about $15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But you're right. Whoever okay. said that is absolutely correct. Okay. It was a lot of money. So that wasn't bad. 
No, it was pretty good, but I had to give an agent his fees. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> I gave him a dollar and a half. That's fantastic. Now, wait a minute. Now, I got my piano player. You know what I mean? What is he going to get, bubkas? <laughs> so I had to give him something, too. So what do I wind up with? A couple of bucks. So I take it home. I roller skate to my mother. We had about eight or nine of us. We're staying on 15th Street and Madison Avenue. After moving from downtown to Hell's Kitchen, they, we moved up there in Harlem. A whole bunch of people like looking like us. There they were, and I was frightened of the hell out of them. I don't remember seeing them before. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I come from Hell's Kitchen. What do I know? Wow. So there we are. And I had to give my mother some money. Rent then was $15 a month for her, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. So I said, Mom, here's 10 bucks. Isn't that great? That's very good. Sure, I kept five dollars for myself. I bought uh, newspapers. I started selling newspapers. That's good. 160th Street roller skating around, selling newspapers. Here, get your papers. Uh, you know, you see me do the routine with Tap City. Remember that? Is that right? Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's on Broadway. Remember on Broadway? Mm-hmm. That's what happened. <laughs> that was my beginning of being on Broadway. That number there. Is that Thank right? you, Oscar Michaud. Thank you, Levi Braxton. Thank you, all you wonderful people, for being there. Thanks, all these people, for teaching me how to speak Spanish and French and German and Chinese and Japanese. I just returned from Japan. I learned how to speak Chinese with the people that were all mixed up with in Hell's Kitchen. You know where the gangsters live. That's right. The mobsters. The guys that knew everything about taking people out. Hey, let's wipe this guy out of here. <laughs> They gave me a big break down there. Hey, the Cromwell family was pretty big down there. Well, sure we were big. It was 10 of us. And we had nothing to eat in those days. It was very difficult. So that was the number that got me on Broadway. And DuBarry was a lady with Ethel Berman and Burt Law. That's great. Remember Burt Law? From The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> yeah, he was funny. Put him on, put him on, put him on, put him on. <laughs> Fights with one head behind my back. And don't forget Ethel Merman. But by the time you did this film clip, you knew some, what they call, standard tap steps and things like that. Yeah, well, that's why I was going to get into that. Sure, I learned the singing. I learned the singing and the dancing from all the people that were surrounded. Okay. We all exchanged whatever it was. In those days, it wasn't like going to tap school. No, you had to learn on your own. Right. Hey, can you do this? You know, right. that's the way it was in those days. Right. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but that's the way it is. We that's love you to, to take up our time. Well, we love I, that. I have some great stories to tell you about Merman and, and Law, but that'll be later We're on. We're going to get to that. Betty Grable and all those people. But Cole Porter, are you a porter? I am a porter. <laughs> okay. You're not the Cole Porter. Not the Cole Porter, no. Okay. And for you, uh, where did you grow up and how did you get involved in tap, my dear Mr. Grimes? I was born in Queens, New York. And, uh, um, That's another country, if you're not familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was born in Queens, New York, and uh, at the age of three, I had a I had a problem with being too hyper. Oh, and okay. um, my parents were like, you know, we don't want to put him on medication. What should we do? And um, my mom gave me noisemakers. So it was like I had pots to bang on, I, I, wow. I had drums to bang on, and then I saw her teaching a tap class. Um, and she gave me my first pair of tap shoes, and it was over, <laughs> over from that point on. You said your, your mom was teaching Yeah, tap? my mom was teaching So she's a dance. dancer. Yeah, she's not probably a tap dancer, but okay. she, you know, if you were a dance teacher, I guess in the 80s, you had to teach like every single ah, art form in your dance school. And um, she did just that, and uh, I kind of latched on to tap. Wow. And 
just started going from teacher to teacher, class to class, watching as much of tap on TV as I possibly could. And um, moved to North Carolina and got with Gene Medler at the North okay. Carolina Youth Tap Ensemble. Wow. And um, from him, uh, I learned about the Harold Cromers, the Savion Glovers, the Gregory Hines, Sam right. Davis Juniors, Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly's, like anybody you can think of in tap. I learned about them and watched them on TV religiously. That's great. See, you met this young man here before. Yeah. First, first I think when I was 13. Is that 13, right? He probably didn't know, you know, me. I was a little short crazy-haired, you know, great. teenager, but um, that's the first time that I met him. And was it um, like a master class or something like um, that? Yeah, I didn't, get a, I didn't get the opportunity to take his class, but um, it, was, it was like a workshop. I feel like it was in St. Louis, mm -hmm. and um, it was just all the, all the teachers were there, all the teachers were there, and he, he had a picture on a shirt, and um, I, used to, I was like, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> and then, you know, for me to see these legendary tap dancers, like, in person after I've been seeing them on TV wow. or on like t-shirts or on tap dance calendars like you know it was just kind of like it's fantastic it kind of blew me away at, a, at an early age so. is this possible if we had Janice play something just any kind of a tune or even just a kind yeah. of feel yeah could you show us the difference between tapping to it and doing choreography to it between improvising and trying to make a choreography that you would teach somebody else cool cool, cool. yeah 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 definitely um just 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 swing, we can go caravan, we can go caravan. Yeah. That cool? And you can do uh... So, so like choreography wise, what, what I would normally do is, just what Harold kind of said, I would try to tell a story. So it, it's, it's, it's basically like your introduction, your body paragraphs, you know what I mean? And then your ending statement, right? You know what I mean? So. Um, if I, could, if I could explain choreography terms, I would build it in this kind of realm. I would start off, you know, like... like a build it's like you like you, you say hello and then you just keep talking about your day till you get to the last thing that may have happened you know what I mean? right. and um the difference between that and then like improvisation is that uh when you improv i think it's just more open it's just more of the way you're expressing yourself um you can, yeah you can keep going the, uh, the way you kind of express yourself in the now does that make sense so the way i'm feeling now would be i might not feel like telling a story like i might feel like just saying what's up yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> like that kind of thing. So it might sound more like.
what I mean? Like it's just, Woo! you know what I mean? So, 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 it's like the now, you know what I mean? Ooh, that's, that'd be, that'd pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much the, you know, the, just the, like my personality is very like, ah. <laughs> so that's kind of like how I can kind of transfer, you know what I mean? The improv is more personal, it's more personality. Choreography is more, what kind of story do I want to tell? The tap dancers Harold Stumpy Cromer and Jared Grimes. You can watch a video of them in action at the Jazz at Lincoln Center website. And you can hear about another mysterious roller skating tap dancer in our Barry Harris and Billy Higgins Jazz Stories podcast. Find them all at jalc.org and on iTunes. For Jazz Stories, I'm Alexa Lim. This series is produced by David Gorn and me at Murray Street. Support comes from Jazz at Lincoln Center. So consider becoming a member or joining us for a live performance. You can find complete information at jalc.org.